Patsy the Angry Nerd, and I am, of course, broadcasting live from quarantine. Well, it's live for me. It won't be for you. Uh, here in the Pat Cave, deep within the depths of Magenta Manor, and uh, I am part of the Dorkening Network, and as such, I am brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Once you go deadly, you won't go back. And uh, speaking of which, I had some of that this morning. Oh, man, I love the blueberry cream. It might be my favorite flavor. Um if you are interested in picking up your own, swing on over to getdeadly.com, and uh, they have all kinds. Uh, it's usually right around 10 bucks a bag, a uh, little more, a little less, depending on the flavor and, you know, how popular it is, and uh, I don't think anything's above, like, 11 bucks, 12 bucks, something like that. Um, don't quote me on that, because I'd have to go back and look. Uh, I don't have all the prices memorized, but, yeah, it's so good. I love this stuff. If you like really good coffee and you're home and if you're making your own coffee especially, um, definitely seek out Deadly Grounds. Uh, you can find it, like I said, at getdeadly.com. Or the next time you're uh, hanging out on throwdownthursdaypodcast.com and uh, you see the little coffee icon up top, you just click on that. It'll take you right over and you can just uh, have all your stuff all in one place. So that works for you. So, when last we talked, I had Ashes on with me, and we talked about uh, a little bit of Tiger King and, and some of that stuff. So, kind of wanted to fill you in on what I've been doing since uh, since last time, if I've done anything exciting as far as the quarantine goes. Um, I did have a little bit of, I don't want to call it a scare, but a little bit of a concern earlier today where I, uh, I had a coughing fit. Uh, right around 4 o'clock while I was uh, doing some work from home. And um, it was uh, pretty weird. I hadn't been coughing in a long time, and I hadn't had any allergies or anything like that. So I decided I'm going to go take my temperature. So I went to go take my temperature, and it came back 99.1. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because <sighs> for me, 99.1 is very high. My normal temperature is around like 97.3. 97.4. That's normally what I'm at. So it's almost two degrees higher. But I'm like, all right, well, maybe maybe something was weird. May I'll, I'll try it again. And it was 97.2. So I was uh, a little concerned, so I called Ashes to let her know because she has asthma and uh, she would be highly susceptible to COVID-19. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm just going to monitor this. I just want to let you know this is what's going on. I am Lysoling the house. I am washing the sheets again. And I am wearing gloves and a, and a mask. I have an N95 mask. Is it N95? No, P95. I have a P95 mask. I have a Vogue mask. I have a bandana. And then I just ordered one of those, uh, I guess they're called gaiters, G-A-I-T-E-R, like those weird scarf things, like they can be headbands, they can be scarves, they can be all kinds of weird stuff, uh, like the face shield things. They're 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 weird. I don't, I didn't know that they were called gators, but I ordered one off SRS uh, Cinema 
off their website because they have bad CGI sharks. They have a bad CGI sharks one. So, of course, I would get that, and of course, I would uh, use that to uh, kind of protect myself. But I don't have that yet. But I have those other those other things. So that's what I was using. Um, luckily, last time I took my temperature, it went back down. It was about ninety eight three. So um, you know, I'm I'm feeling a little better. I feel a little weird, you know, a little clammy. Like, I don't feel awesome. Uh, I feel a little better when I have a fan blowing on me. But uh, hopefully this isn't a sign of anything, you know, uh, bad. But I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just, like, a, a weird spike thing. Because this happens to me occasionally. Like, I'll have, like, a weird spike in my temperature, and I'll just randomly not feel well. And then I'll fight it off, and then a few hours later I'm fine. Uh, usually after a shower and a good night's sleep, I'm I'm good to go. So I'm hoping that's what that is. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed and, and all that. But uh, I have been watching a lot of movies since last we spoke. I've watched 16 movies. Um, most of them are films that I had never seen before, and a couple were, actually, more than a couple were films that I did not know existed. So I watched the Hunger Games quadrilogy, um, I had only seen the first one. I hadn't seen the other three. Uh, they weren't bad. They were uh, fairly predictable. You know, kind of saw what was coming. I was surprised by a couple of character deaths. I didn't think that uh, these specific characters would die. Um, so I was kind of shocked, kind of surprised. Overall, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is just a fantastic actress. And, I mean, I like... Uh, Donald Sutherland in the villain role. I think he's always good there. So if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it for you. But, um, you know, it's good. It's something to watch with the kids, provided they're, you know, around 13, 14 and older. I wouldn't recommend it for younger kids. I also, um, I have this app called Just Watch, and it tells you where stuff is streaming or if it's um, if it's on a uh, a site where you can rent it and how much it is to rent. So. I was thinking about The Blob, and I'd never seen the remake. I'd only seen the original. So it turns out it was uh, streaming free on Tubi. Tubi is a great app, T-U-B-I. You can get it on uh, Fire Stick. You can get it on PlayStation. Um, I would imagine you can get it on you know, pretty much everything. Uh, we have it on our smart TV. Um, it's a Vizio. I'd imagine you can get it on, I don't know, uh, uh, Xbox or something like that. But uh, I recommend it because there's a lot of movies on there. Yes, there are ads, but they're all free. You know, like you don't have to sign up. You don't have to do anything like that. So it's a good service. So I was able to watch The Blob from uh, 1988. I'd never seen it before. Uh, I liked it a lot. <clears throat> I also got a chance to see uh, the other night. So in the last three days, I've seen, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven movies. Um, most of them, uh, eleven. Yeah, 10 of the 11 are uh, first-time watches. So Ash and I watched um, Guns Akimbo, which was fantastic. It's like a two ninety nine rental off of Vudu or Amazon or uh, most of those other sites. Maybe not two ninety nine. Maybe it was six ninety nine. I don't, I don't remember. It's one of those deals where you get the 48-hour rental. Uh, like I said, I watched a lot of movies, and there were a lot in there that I couldn't find streaming, so I had to had to pay for Um well, there was Deep Blue Sea 2, which I was aware existed, but I had never seen it. And um, 
after watching it, it reminded me a lot of uh, or the main character, I should say, reminded me a lot of Ocean Ramsey, who uh, you might remember I covered in my uh, episode a few few weeks back, uh, talking about the shark conservation because she's a shark con- conservationist, not a conversationist. That would be more impressive, I think. Um, I also checked out Wonder Woman. And I got to say, I really, really like Rosario Dawson voicing uh, Wonder Woman. I think she does a phenomenal job. And uh, I think she just she has the perfect voice for it. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines, really good. Uh, I hadn't seen it yet. Um, very interesting story. A lot of a lot of cool mythology, but you know, typical DC animated. You know, there's some uh, excessive violence, some uh, brutality. Um, I really like the DC animated stuff. I, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. And then I went on a Lake Placid kick. So for those of you who are unaware, there's Lake Placid, which is the original one that came out with you know, Bill Pullman and Bridget Fonda and Oliver Platt. And um, oh, my God, I'm totally blanking on her name. Um, she just married Patton Oswalt and our buddy, uh, powerful Brandon, had a crush on her. Um, um, uh, Meredith Salinger. That's who it is. Meredith Salinger. Uh, she's in it. Really good. Betty White. Betty White is phenomenal in this movie. Super funny. Uh, it's about giant crocodiles. And, you know, at the end of every single one of these movies, there's always, like, a hint to show you that there's going to be another one, like, whether it's a, a crocodile that people didn't see or, like, a little one, you know, like, babies or an egg that just starts to hatch. You know, the typical sequel bait. Um, but this these sequels had a lot of... Uh, a lot of star power in them, you know, a lot of very well-known, uh, famous names. So Lake Placid 2 was uh, essentially just Lake Placid 1, but they just changed the characters around. So it was essentially the exact same story, um, but they just, like, recast it. But, like, all the characters acknowledged stuff that happened in the first film, like, you know, Betty White's character supposedly died, and then her sister was living in the house. But she was almost identical to, you know, Betty White's character. So there's, like, it wasn't great, but it was, again, most of these were made for TV. Then there was, like, Placid 3, which, you know, all of these followed the same type of formula. Oh, there are no crocodiles. Oh, people just got eaten by something. Oh, maybe it... Maybe it was a mountain lion. No, maybe it was a crocodile. No way, all the crocodiles are gone. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm a scientist, and I think that the crocodiles aren't aren't gone. I think you know maybe there were some eggs or something. You know, well, we haven't seen anything that big. You know, in over a year and a half. Well, you haven't checked in a year and a half. Maybe they grow really quickly. Oh, it turns out they do. And now I'm dead. So, you know, and a bunch of people get killed along the way. A bunch of topless girls get killed about along the way. So, and there's always, like, a character that you hate, and that character always gets killed. You know, sometimes it takes a little longer than usual, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a way to pass the time. Most of these are either, you know, uh, unrated, and they went straight to DVD, or a couple of them went to TV, went to sci-fi, um... But, you know, it's it's whatever. So there's Lake Placid 3. So the first one came out in 1999. The sequel came out in 2007. 
Then Lake Placid 3 came out in 2010. Lake Placid, the final chapter, came out in 2012. And, of course, Lake Placid versus Anaconda came out three years later because it couldn't be, you know, the, the final chapter. But it reminded me very much of uh, Mega Python versus Gatoroid with, um, with uh, um, Debbie Gibson and Tiffany as the lead characters. Uh, next was Lake Placid Anaconda. Uh, I'm sorry, Lake Placid Legacy, which came out in 2018, and uh, that one was all right. But I mean, some of the the characters that came back not just for one movie but for multiple movies. Um, Robert Englund is in a couple of these. Um, Joe Pantoliano, who uh, you might know from The Matrix and from, uh, you know, The Goonies. You know, several several of these films. Um, there's also uh, Yancey Butler, Elizabeth Rome, uh, who you might know from uh, uh, Meg- Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark, and also um, Law and Order. She was one of the uh, assisted DAs on there for a while, um, and she only she only stuck around for one movie. Yancey Butler was there for a couple of movies. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was that. Michael Ironside was in one. Uh, Michael Ironside, classic villain of uh, '80s and '90s cinema. He was the bad guy in Karate, the next Karate Kid. He also had a, a part in uh, in um, uh, Terminator Salvation, and uh, a lot of folks will probably recognize him from Scanners. Uh, but it, he's he's one of those guys, you know, that's like, oh, what is his, you know, what is that guy's name? Oh, I see him in everything. And like, if you hear his name, you may not recognize him, but if you see him, like, you recognize him instantly. He's a guy who definitely would. Uh, clean up at a convention um but in addition to those uh ash and i also watched 1917 the other night which holy shit was that a masterpiece in in cinematography it's essentially one long unbroken shot which is abs it's it's unreal like trying to figure out um where the edits are like, cause we're watching it and like the first 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, this has been one shot. Like this has been a single shot. Like, and apparently there are edits in it, but it's really hard to figure out. Like, you know, we were trying to guess where the edits are, but I mean, I guess unless you are a, a an, an absolute uh, dab hand at, um, you know, film editing, chances are you're not going to notice. Like I said, we were really looking, not that, you know, I know much about film editing, but we were looking really hard to find where there might be a cut or an edit or something, but you never see it. It's so good. It's so well done. Uh, you care about the characters. Like you feel their, uh, their, their, uh, their peril and their stress. And it's, it's excellent. It's really excellent. Um, especially considering the time frame that, uh, these characters have to get specific things done. So yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, I also earlier today watched X-Men dark Phoenix. Um, I was not as much a fan of that. Um, as far as the X-Men movies go, obviously Logan is way up at the top. Um, this one, I don't know. I, I can't really lump it in with the mid, or early 2000s um, X-Men movies like the Brian Singers, uh, like the first class and the uh, 
not first class, uh, last stand and, and, and all that, um, or Wolverine origins or any of those. Um, I don't know. It's not bad. Like you get an interesting backstory on, on, uh, like an interesting take on, uh, Jean Grey's story, but I don't know. I, I don't like the way they did the Phoenix. And I think this movie really suffered from the fact that Captain Marvel was essentially the same plot line. You know, it's like, oh, it's shape-shifting aliens. And, you know, oh, they have to try and take this power. And it's, it's yeah, it's not, it's not their fault. I mean, I thought that everybody did, a, you know, a, a decent job of... Uh, of playing their characters. I know it had a lot of really good star power. And obviously you have McAvoy and, and uh, Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, and Michael Fassbender playing professor X and Magneto. You have Nicholas Holt as uh, beast. You have uh, Jennifer Lawrence as mystique. Um, you have uh, Sophie Turner as, as uh, Jean gray slash Phoenix. Jessica Chastain is in it. Uh, and she's always good. So there's a lot of really good, uh, acting talent in this film, you know, a lot of uh, Oscar-worthy folks. Um, I don't know if they all gave their all, but you know, they they had some pretty good performances, and I thought it overall, uh, I didn't think it was as bad as everybody said it was. I think uh, after I finished it on Voodoo, I gave it three and a half stars, so that's like a seventy. You know, that's not terrible. Three and a half out of five. Um, also, I spent the last week, give or take. Uh, working on an article for uh, oldmanwade.com. And um, let me just double-check that, make sure it's not... Yeah, it's uh, it's oldmanwade.com. I was just making sure it wasn't Old Man Wade show or anything like that. So oldmanwade.com. It's an article about um, the Lantern Corps. So if you're familiar with the Green Lantern, there's also, um, let's see, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. So every color of the rainbow, plus black and white. And each one has a different significance. So let's see if I can remember them all. Um, You have red, which is anger. Uh, Orange, which is uh, avarice or greed. Yellow is fear. That's the Sinestro core. Green is, you know, the classic Green Lantern powered by will. Uh, You know, the strength of will. Um, Red, orange, yellow, green. Blue is hope. Indigo is compassion and violet is love white is life black is death and so i tried to come up with a lot of interesting characters uh there's five for each one of them like some of them are are fairly obvious it's like okay of course you would pick this person to get that ring you know but some of them uh i chose to get rings not because they would use it for the exact intended purposes but because their personalities would allow them to make the best use of it. Uh, For example, uh, without giving too much away, because I'm only giving one out of 45 away, um, I chose Ebenezer Scrooge as uh, an avatar of the Orange Lanterns. And the reason I did this is because, you know, Scrooge is known for his greed, but at the end of the story, he is uh, dedicated to charity and, and giving back to the community so he can use his 
uh, ability to acquire wealth, you know, in a fanatical way, but he can use it to help others. Like he can, you know, gain as much wealth and acquire as much wealth as he can, and then in turn give that back to the community and help folks out that way. If he were to be given a uh, an orange lantern ring. So that's, you know, kind of where I went with some of these. Uh, some of them are obvious choices, like, oh, yeah, okay, that guy definitely needs uh, to have that color ring, or she should, should certainly have that. So I went with um, five for each, and these are movie characters. These are other comic characters, um, a few DC, a few Marvel um, literary characters as well. So I I did a whole lot of different different things. You might agree, you might disagree. Uh, there are some real people in there as well. Um, I think I did five or six actual human beings that have that either currently exist or have existed when it comes to uh, these uh, these rings and these characters who wield them. So I think uh, I think you might enjoy it. I posted it on uh, Facebook all over the place, but you can also go to oldmanwade.com. There's tons of articles and stuff over there. You know, it's doing a little cross-promotion. I'm writing something for him. I'm going to see if he'll write something for me, which I'm sure he will. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, do some cross-promotion because Old Man Wade is awesome, and he's a good friend of mine. And, uh, you know... He is, uh, he's just a good dude, and uh, young lady Maria is also super awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is going on. Um, I think that's about it for right now. Um, I'm reading a book that was sent to us to uh, be reviewed that we will be uh, discussing on uh, Throwdown Thursday, probably in May at some point. We just got to hammer out a, a specific day that we're going to chat with the author. And uh, don't forget, uh, next week... So if you get your list in as soon as possible, we are going to be announcing our five all-time five favorite characters ever. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be some honorable mentions all over the place. But uh, our top five characters ever on episode 200 of Throwdown Thursday, and that's uh, next week. So if you have uh, a thought, you have uh, some characters you want to you know, uh, share with us your top five and it's okay if you have a couple of, uh, honorable mentions, I'll, I'll let it go. But, uh, but yeah, let us know. And, um, we'd love to hear from you. So throw down Thursday podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any suggestions for this show, anything that you've been watching or reading or listening to, um, I just checked out, uh, Film Trash TV today from uh, filmmaker Josh Graves and uh, his special lady friend. They did uh, their top five quarantine films, uh, films that you they think you should watch during the quarantine. And uh, they got a very solid list. That's over on YouTube, so he uh, head over there, check those guys out. They also tried some odd food combinations that uh, some of the viewers had suggested to them. Um, I wouldn't eat most of these, but a couple of them were very interesting and uh, might actually be worth trying out, and you might like them. So, uh, yeah, head on over to YouTube. It's uh, Film Trash, one word, uh, TV, and, uh, you know, show Josh some love, and I'm sure he'll he'll uh, he'll be happy to know that uh, you're out there and you're checking out his work because he is a, a talented filmmaker, and he's a wicked good dude. So check it out. 
Um, I think that's going to be about it for right now. So I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'll give you my shark fact, of course, and a preview for next week's show. So I'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. You're going to need a bigger boat. Welcome back. Um, I hope you don't mind that this is just a short show this week. Like I said earlier, I haven't been feeling that great. Like I was feeling a little better, but I'm still kind of under the weather. I don't know what's going on. I'm not running a fever. I know that. So that's good. You know, I'm 99.99 sure that I don't have anything because I, I take a lot of precautions. I wear a mask when I go out. I wear gloves when I go out. So... You know, I wash my hands a lot, and I don't really go out all that often, so I'm not really worried. But, you know, it's been a trying time. Anybody who's been working from home, uh, I'm sure you can relate, uh, because you think it's great. It's like, well, you don't have to go to work. It's like, no, I don't, but at the same time, I also don't get a change of scenery. Like, I have the same, you know, we have a small apartment. We have the living room. We have the uh, the man room you know, slash studio, uh, you know, the pad cave, and then our bedroom. So, like, that's that's it, you know. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, different scenery. But, um, again, I don't, I don't have to go out anywhere. I don't have to deal with people um, unless I choose to or unless I have to go to the store for something. So, uh, I think with that being said, I'm going to, Go ahead and give you a, a quick update of what's going to be going on next week. Next week, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna watch another series of movies or maybe some TV shows, and uh, you know give you some recommendations. Um, you know, and if you have recommendations for me, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, SharkBitesPod at gmail dot com. Uh, that's where uh, all my stuff, all my email comes in for the show. Uh, any suggestions, thoughts, uh, comments, questions, uh, send them all there. Or uh, um, forever hold your peace. No, I'm just kidding. If you if you have an idea or a thought, you know, it doesn't matter when it comes to you. You know, shoot it over and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Um, this week's fun and exciting shark fact is that uh, there are two things that separate sharks from bony fish. First is sharks don't have bones. Their skeleton is uh, cartilage which is why uh, when sharks die and decompose, like the fossil record only uh, 
consists of teeth. So, um, the other thing is sharks have eyelids and, uh, bony fish do not, which I thought was kind of cool. I mean, it also, it, it's kind of like the difference between cats and dogs where dogs can give you that full range of facial features because dogs have eyebrows and cats don't. So, you know, they can raise their eyebrow lower and, you know, it's kind of, uh, gives them more of a, uh, I don't know, like a humanistic quality. And I think the same is true with some of these sharks because, you know, they can have half-lidded eyes, you know, so they look like they're tired or stressed or, you know, uh, incredulous at something someone just said. Or, you know, it's 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 interesting. There's a lot of different, uh, different expressions that sharks can give that fish can't. Fish are just generally just surprised all the time because they don't have the eyelids like sharks do. So I think with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and bring this episode to a close. I want to thank you once again for joining me on this shark bite journey. And uh, just remember that while I am the podcaster, as the uh, listener, you are my chum. Have a great week, folks. Stay safe. uh, Wash your hands and uh, be good to one another. Bye.